wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. <laughs> Welcome to the Leader Link Podcast. One of my favorite things in the world is to preempt Charles in this, just because I know I'm going to get a laugh out of it. That's great. <laughs> I'm Josh. And this is Charles. Oh, man. And we have a fun topic today. That's going to be an interesting one, none the, yeah. le- none the least. Uh, so... I recently gave a talk, and I say recently, this is going to come out sometime in January, probably, but in December, I gave a presentation at the Adult Protective Services Conference for Texas about a collaborative approach to a complicated case. And just for some background on this, um, at the time, I was working with the mental health unit and, and the police department, and we had a case that involved a lot of components um APS was involved that's adult protective services our fire department was involved the courts were involved um property standards was involved um gosh a lot a lot of people were involved and so in government work a lot of times people operate in these silos so you have uh uh you know, the police department's doing their thing. APS is doing their thing. The fire department's doing their thing. And some, some of these complicated cases um, will never really get going, will never really reach a destination or, or, or a positive outcome unless these silos can be broken down somewhat and the people work together. Right. And so um, we called it a collaborative approach. And the idea was is that each of us plays an integral role in this, but you have to have leaders who are willing to work together to share the information that you can share. You know, sometimes in these cases you can't share because of HIPAA certain, certain pieces, but share what you can share so that we all um, can, can come to a positive resolution for this person. Now I know what you're thinking, Josh. What am I thinking, Charles? Well, if all these people come together, who's the leader? Somebody summoned you guys to solve the problem, didn't you? Yeah. Who was it? Oh, well, that was a number of people. In this case? Yeah. The family, the court, uh, the fire department. We were made aware of a lot of a lot of different people. But this is the thing, is that referrals were being made to all these other places, too. Right. So Who made the call that said, let's all get together and solve this problem? It was either me or the APS supervisor. Okay, yeah. And so who was the one who was coordinating the strengths or uh, expertise of each individual agency? Well, that's that's what I thought you would say. So <laughs> the, the idea that I think you're getting at, Josh, is who is the actual leader? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because when we talk about collaboration, I, I am a fan of collaboration, but... Just from experience, and I've never done any academic study on this, I have never seen collaborative leadership, uh, especially on an organization-to-organization level, work. I worked in nonprofit in South Dallas for several years, and the problem is massive, and one agency can't handle it. We really do need all the different nonprofits, and there's a multitude of them. Some of them good, some of them bad, some of them just kind of exist. Um but the problem that I always faced was everybody always said, here's the problem. Let's collaborate to solve it. But then when you have somebody step up to lead, nobody wants to follow, right? 
and say, hey, you have this expertise. Here's the problem here. Go after it. Here's the problem here. You have an expertise or a strength here. This is where we are. And we're not going to we're not going to push people around, but it's obvious that this is what you're good at. That never worked. And that's why I think we still have such a huge poverty problem in Dallas is because resource wise, money wise, people strength wise, I think we could solve a lot of the problems. But because this collaborative leadership myth has been perpetuated, I think it's just a bunch of people that get in a room and talk, you walk away and nothing happens. Well, we also have a problem in society at, at, at large, and I think this is perpetuated by yeah. social media, where people will point at a problem and say, somebody fix this. Right. Yeah. And, and these complicated problems, like the one that we dealt with in my agency, and then the, the, the problem of widespread pov- yeah. poverty especially I mean, in the dallas fort Worth metroplex it's 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 pretty bad it's it, horrible it, yeah. it's everywhere yeah um and, and so uh you know all these different agencies organizations departments divisions the way it's been set up is that it it's almost structured so that it's required to work in silos right funding goes to certain silos um, decisions are made within certain silos within or with limited information, um, only observing your piece of the pie. And that's where I think the problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the impetus for this episode. But in, in our case, we had to figure out who was going to take the lead. And this was actually a whole discussion in our workshop presentation mm-hmm. at the conference is who takes the lead. Well, there are certain limitations to each of these things. So, for example, in the court system, um, once the arrest was made, that was kind of where that ended, except for following up with bond conditions. The fire department was going to keep their case going long term regardless. Um, So, for example, like we were doing this presentation at Adult Protective Services. Well, one of the one of the points that I made is that nowhere in the state law, no statute, no procedure or anything, does it outline a case like this and say, in the event that this happens, this organization takes the lead. Right. At least not that I'm aware of. Right. Uh, if it if it exists, then somebody please Point send a message. Right. Info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. <laughs> uh, it'd be great to know. Yeah. Um, so here's what we did. Is we, f- we, we basically partnered with APS mm-hmm. and said, and, and the leader the leader of that unit was extremely strong and meaning that she had the foresight to understand that we had to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what they did is they handled as much as they could within their uh, scope mm-hmm. with full support from us. Sure. And then we kind of quarterbacked the effort where we brought in fire department um, in this case, we ended up having to make an arrest, but the person never stu- stepped foot in jail. It was just kind of on paper arrest sure. so that we could get bond conditions. The point is, is that as the police department, I said, we will take the lead right. and quarterback the effort. Yeah. And everybody was on point with that. Yes. Yeah. And so that 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 is, that's, in my opinion, not collaboration. That's just leadership. Right, I mean, the only thing that makes it the only thing that makes <laughs> that, that not collaboration. The only thing that makes that collaboration is that it was different agencies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I All mean, right. honestly, right? So is is leadership collaboration by default? 
Because what I'm trying to do as a leader is to rally my people uh, towards a certain common goal. So if that's true, then maybe then leadership equals collaboration, and collaboration equals leadership. Um, And that's a whole other that's a whole other ball game. Here's the thing with collaborative leadership. As, as a podcast topic, yeah. it's not one topic. Right. right? We, we, could, we could go in so many different directions with this because there's like even even when you're talking about working not with other agencies, which I feel like is kind of the point of this, the theme of this episode. Right. But within your own team, there's a collaborative style, right? There's like an authoritarian style where you as the leader make all the sure. decisions um, there's a, like a delegation style where you you delegate to the team to make decisions. Right. There's a collaborative style where as as a as a leader and your team you kind of talk it out and work through the problem. So we could do a whole another episode right. just on that. But when I when I actually when I Google collaborative leadership, it talks about breaking down those silos and work and working as a team. Right. Yeah, and so I guess my, my my popular level understanding of collaborative leadership just from my experience is let's get a bunch of equals in a room and without any kind of leadership, figure things out, right? Uh, and so it's, it's the consensus model of, hey, everybody, let's come together and nobody's a chief. We're all, you know, we're all chiefs actually because we're all in charge of our own domains, and we go. Here's the problem. Let's let's all get on the same page to fix it. And I just I've, I've never seen it actually work out where everybody really gets on the same page and then goes out and does it. Okay, but here's the here's where I think the distinction is is you're talking about okay, different leaders come in the room, yeah, who have different teams and responsibilities, and you have a bunch of people who have authority to work with their group, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to take ultimate authority of the leadership team's decisions. Correct. Is that what I'm getting? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is, which is a different concept than being a leader on a collaborative style. Yeah. So let's keep with this theme then. Let's keep with this thing. Okay. It's cause, cause all I hear when I hear collaboration, the way you're defining it is working together. It's just another, t- it's another, Fancy word for let's do what we're supposed to do, which is work together to achieve a common end, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I, and, and maybe that is what collaboration is, but that's just not my experience of, and especially working in, in that nonprofit sector. Uh, that was the buzzword among all the funders yeah. and all that thing. So I just have a jaded opinion. So as um, we, as we finish this episode, we're going to, we're going to stay on this theme of talking about working with other agencies, businesses, departments, whatever. Let's do a whole nother episode someday about just being a a collaborative leader with your own team. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so in the nonprofit world, let's go back to your experience. What was some of the challenges? What were some of the challenges that y'all saw when nobody would step up to the plate as the leader? And by the way, let me ask this as somebody who does not know the answer who would have had the opportunity to have the ultimate authority or decision making over that? Well, I think, you know, there there's the reality in which and I don't think government can solve every problem, but if Agreed. if if a um if a like there was at one point there was a mayor's task force on poverty, right? Um 
And so he or the the city was trying to get people together to solve the problem. And I think part of the issue with that was that so many different agencies are out there that have so many different premises for the reason for poverty, right? And what what are the, what are the issues? But nobody is willing to really dialogue about that. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest issues that we faced was nobody wanted to sit down and talk about what is it that really is the root of poverty, right? Is it lack of funds? Is that really the root of poverty? And and most people understand intuitively that that's not the root of poverty, but but all of the agencies that have been created are to solve that problem, right? So I think one is there's no commonly defined issue, Um but I think if somebody was to come out and say, "Hey, this is this is a this is a problem here. Let me define it clearly. Here's how you 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 and you can solve it. Here's your strengths and weaknesses. Go after it." I think people would have gone on board with that, right? Um, but instead, it was just. And again, if you have a strong leader who's willing to step into that and and ruffle some feathers because people don't agree, then you have I think a, a good ability to quote-unquote collaborate but unfortunately it's very airy and fluffy and light and go let's just do our let's just do our best oh my gosh well i mean i i've served on boards or not boards but uh coalitions where that's that's what the first 30 minutes of the meeting was it's let's pet ourselves on the back for all the great work we're doing and and then not much gets done after that yeah um one of the things that i see when I when I well, when I see what I see when I hear you, one of the things I think about <laughs> quote that <laughs> what I see when I hear you, Charles Easley. One of the things I I think about when I hear you talk about this is that the problem is ill defined, and nobody is willing to take the reins because there's a disagreement in what the root cause of it is. Right. Okay. Do you think that somebody could have taken the reins, even if there is a disagreement? Absolutely. I think so too. Yeah. Cause, cause I think in, in the nonprofit world, my, my, my limited experience with it is that especially in the world of social issues, such as uh, poverty, right? The dollars are a big deal. Mm hmm. And a lot of these nonprofits are fighting for the same dollars. Sure. Yeah. Grant funds. Absolutely. um, Donors, things like that. A lot of people are fighting for the same funds. So instead of saying, let's get together and work together to solve this problem, it's. There's a competitive. Yeah. Yes. And I think the competition kills it. Yeah. Because if I'm, if I'm, uh, let's just say hypothetically the leader of one of these nonprofits and I'm, I'm looking at, Oh, well the budget cycles coming up or, or whatever. I'm going to be more concerned about reporting what my organization, well, we've, we've fed this many people right. or we have given out this many sleeping bags or whatever yeah. based on your dollars. Give us more. Right. Um, so the nature of that in and of itself is a problem. Right. Because those dollars are only going to increase the silos. Sure, and there's uh, and again, this is this is slightly off topic, but but 
part of the problem of collaboration, I believe, in, in, in nonprofit sectors and in, in many sectors, this is not this is not limited to, it's just my experience, is the repetition of services, right? Mm, yeah. Um I it, saw it too. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so why not if you're if you see um, an organization that is succeeding in handing out sleeping bags or feeding people as another nonprofit, you should go. Hey, we're we're doing that, but we can't do it as good as them. Why don't we channel that and then get really good at what we're doing? Right? Let's narrow the focus. That would be collaborative, and then you could go to them and say, "Hey, we're really good about actually reaching the people on the streets and pointing them to you. So, what if we do that and get them to you guys, um, and you offer them these services, and we'll stop taking the sleeping bags from the donors and start sending them to you?" Right, that would actually start to solve problems, um, but instead, this organization, right, doesn't have enough sleeping bags to give out. This organization is encountering people but have nothing to give out, and so you've got just your the problem is not solved, being solved at all. Uh, and so that that type of collaboration, I think, again, because part of it is a competition. Um, but I think if you had somebody, a champion, who was in a respected role, whether that's public or private call up a nonprofit and say, hey, and again, in any organization, if you have that person call and go, you guys are really, really great at X, and this organization is really, really, really good at Y. Can you guys sit down and figure out how to make this work, right? Uh, and then and then let me know so that I can drive this issue home. I think that would work. But the problem is you have these vagaries of let's solve the problem of poverty or let's make the next awesome product together. or And so you sit down at a table and all that comes to the table is greed, ego, ego, pride, competition, um, or just differences you know, of opinion that can't be overcome because there's no clear directive given. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm in. I think you and I have both seen it work out that way in in our different spheres, unfortunately. Sure. Um, Because people are hurt because we can't work together. I know. Yeah. Like, people are genuinely hurt or or have to live in decrepit conditions or you name it because of our inability to work together on these issues. And it's it's a sad thing, right? Um, And I'm not – I'm not – uh, you know, I would never say that I'm not guilty in some of that because, of course, it is. I'm employed. I was employed by a nonprofit, so I wanted us to have donors and grants and foundations coming in so that I could keep my job and do the work I was doing. But, um, but some days it's like if I could if I could help somebody escape poverty, okay, I'll find another job, right? Because it's that big of a deal. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if. You know, I know a lot of really hardworking, great people in that sphere, um, and I just, yeah, yeah, it's so unfortunate. So th- let's let's bring it back yeah. and, and kind of conclude this this idea of the the collaborative leader. Again, we're we're talking about working with other agencies, organizations, right. and we'll we'll t- we'll circle back with a collaborative approach with your team as a, as a leader of your team. Well, I think the 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 number one thing I could could say as uh, kind of a close to collaborative leadership, the one tip I would give uh, to myself and is is be willing to step up and and take the fire to be the kind of the person who champions the issue, um, and be strong enough to cast aside some of your 
conviction or opinion and and find a common denominator that can rally all these you know these separate things together again you may not get everybody on board and that's okay but if you can get a, enough on board to help put a dent in things that you never regret going you know what i think that the ultimate cause of poverty is x but all of us agree that y is an issue let's solve y and then you can come back to the table and find another group of people who who have you know x as a common denominator but but it takes a leader that's willing to sacrifice a little bit of their ego a little bit of their pride um and not just and say, okay, you know what, let's let's get this done because it's worth it. So you need to have somebody who's willing to set aside maybe their own agenda or their own ego yeah. to to take the lead. But also, I think that requires the other leaders at the table, the other people leading their teams and organizations, to be willing to lead where they can in the place that they can to achieve the greater mission. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. And we'll see you next time.